It's an exciting new project, talking sports, talking life, not just football, but just sort of checking in on a regular basis with Orlando Pace, the Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowler, St. Louis Ram, and still lives in the St. Louis area. But I thought with Buckeye Week, they're supposed to be playing the game against Michigan, Ohio State, and all the headlines with college football. A good time to really launch this thing. And the goal between myself and Orlando is to talk current topics, a little nostalgia, get into some big Rams moments, some good, some bad, just what was really going on behind the scenes. Big O can share that with us. And then also grab some of his former teammates, some of his some of his peers, people he played against at the NFL level, the college level. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it every Friday. The Big O Show right here on scoopswithdannymack.com. Get it on iTunes and Spotify. But Orlando Pace every Friday. Let's kick this thing off. How many Hall of Fames are you? I was trying to write it down, and I just said, screw it, I'll just ask him. Are you in the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, too? Rose Bowl Hall of Fame, too, yeah. And that, and that was pretty cool, man. We did that in, I think, 2013, I believe, or something like that. Uh, but very cool to go through that. I don't know if you've ever been to that that Rose uh, Rose Bowl Day Parade, man, but it's phenomenal with okay. all the flowers, roses, everything. I worked uh, two years. Now, this show's about you, so I don't need to tell my stories, which I would always say that at Marshall Falk when we did a show, he's like, here we go again. Martin's going to tell <laughs> one of his stories, even though I'm sitting right here. <laughs> and it's true. But I worked in Madison, you know, Big Ten country, Wisconsin. Yeah, They had been to the Rose Bowl, I think, twice, or they were about to go three times in a row. In the two years I was there, they missed a bowl, and then we went to the Copper Bowl. So I never got to go to the Rose Bowl. So i, I got to imagine, as a player, you want to play for a national championship, but, man, the Rose Bowl's got to be. And I've been to a few bowl games. It's the best setting uh, that, that I in college football in terms of bowl, bowl games. You know, you got the mountains behind you. They normally set the time in the game where the sun is just setting just right, man. It's, it's an awesome, awesome uh, setting for a college football game. And, yeah. the, and the road goes kind of sunken down a little bit so you can see the mountains. So it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty cool, man, to be a part of. All right, so we're supposed to be setting the, this stage here for Michigan, Ohio State. We know it's off. Uh, we could probably make a bunch of jokes if you're a Buckeye fan about they found a new way not to play us. I mean, this thing has turned. It used to be, I mean, I think in the 70s, I started watching a little bit and you had of course, Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes. and It felt like it went back and forth, but it, it is just tilted big time uh, in Ohio State's favor. I mean, it, it's gotten really – it's gotten out of hand as far as a good rivalry goes. How about for you, you played three years in that game, right? You had two of them at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. one up there, but you won your freshman year, and then that right. was it, right? Yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, Martin, we've had – we had – head and shoulders the best team in those next two years and for some reason uh we didn't we didn't pull those games out and that was one of the, one of my biggest regrets in, in, in college football because we had you know we had really good teams we were one one game away from playing for the national championship but i think both years and, and we just didn't get it done and that's one of the toughest things that uh that i probably faced in sports because we didn't win especially that last year in 97 where we did play in a rose bowl but uh, we had a chance to still uh, to, to win a national championship, but uh, that that game didn't didn't happen for us. You guys were what eleven and one, only lost the whole year was yep. Michigan, and it was at that game was in Columbus, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But they did a they did a fake field goal, uh, and then it was just a weird play, kind of happened, and, and they scored, and, and it was a tough loss for us. So, 
did they recruit did Michigan try and steal I mean I know you're an Ohio guy and you end up playing for the Buckeyes and you were recruited by everybody did Michigan try and sell you so I'll give you a little insight just my my entire uh since grade school I've always gone against the grain for whatever reason that might be so everybody being from Ohio everybody loves the Buckeyes and I was like man I like Michigan man like I'm going to Michigan I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody that's where I'm going to school. They thought they had, you know, they were, they were probably my, you know, 1A choice in terms of, of colleges that I would choose. And I took the visit there and I just didn't, li- I didn't like it uh, as much. So, and then I, I, you know, Ohio State was great, but I was, I was a, a, a Michigan fan. I thought I was a basketball player. So the Fat Five was, was huge for me. Um, you know, you know, I thought I was going to play basketball in college. So I was a big fan of those guys. It probably got me interested in the school. But once I got there, it just wasn't what I thought it was, was going to be. Um, so, um, and obviously Ohio State was everything I thought it was going to be. So uh, that, was, that, that was the difference. How much did you hear from alumni? Like, if you lose that game, like, it means more. I mean, you guys should want to win the national championship. I bet there's part of the, the fan base, the Buckeyes, they're like, okay, that'd be great, but you better make sure you beat Michigan every year. That's all I care about. Yeah, that, that's all. That's all that, that that most people in the state care about. You got to win that game, uh, and and if you don't, uh, and I, I think that's on both sides. That's why it's kind of puzzling. I don't know how um, Harbaugh still, you know, he, he should be on the hot seat, but maybe he is. And and uh, you know, you got to win that game. And I think he's zero five against the Buckeyes, and and that's kind of what happened to to Coach Cooper. He could, you know, he he had won a ton of ball games with. Uh, you know, up until that game, and he just didn't win as many, as many games as, as he should have at, during that time. So, um, and we didn't do that as a team as well. So, you know, at the NFL level, they would always compare. When you go to the Bay Area, they'd say the difference between you know the Raiders and Niners. It was pretty obvious if you were in the parking lot of either one, but one was sort of the wine and cheese, and the other was the rowdy beer drinking. <laughs> I've, been to, I've been to the Big House of Michigan, and I've been to the Shoe in Columbus, and Michigan is a little more of the wine and cheese. I mean, these tailgates, they, they really did have like white linen cloth. And then, you go to, and then you go to Ohio State, and I don't remember like big parking lots. I remember the Eddie George had a bar and everything, but everybody, there's like keg parties next to Winnebago's. And it was, was that the vibe too you guys had that it, yours was a little more of the raucous environment? Yeah, it, but I will say this though, I, I'm going back and it's, it's starting to be a little, you know, people are having, you know, great meals at tailgates now and uh you know so it's, it's probably it's probably leveled up a little bit i would say just over the years but back in the day it was all you know beer kegs and guys just having a good time and just you know you know before the game and by the time they walked in the game they, they were turned up ready to go so um it, it, yeah i think I, but i do think uh you know michigan's crowd is probably a little, a little older uh you know so they probably you probably they probably did more wine and cheese i would say Definitely more wine, I would say. Do you do you go back often? Can you go to a, like you can obviously stand on the sideline, go to a game this year being different, but historically, could you ever go back and just? You, I mean, you can't blend in. Can you walk around Columbus even and, and not be stopped? You know what? I, I it's tough. Like I can't. I wouldn't. I tell them whenever I go to the game, it's, it's difficult to sit in those seats uh, in those benches sometimes because everything is so crazy, and I really like to watch the game. So. Um, I, I, I pull a few strings to get on the field or, or get in the box in somebody's box or something like that. But I think uh, the true the true Buckeye fans, um, you know, they, they recognize me from, from 20 years ago. Some of the kids that, that's in school with, with my son now, 
they're like, you know, they kind of read through, you know, they so they may say something, but they I don't know if they know the history and the tradition of Buckeye football. And it could be worse. You could be coaching high school kids. Remember Isaac Bruce had that story down in Lauderdale? He's coaching the wide receivers, and some smart-ass kid says, well, what do you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have to say, listen here, jackass, get on Google on your phone or your iPad, look me up. Uh, it is amazing when these, you know, Kids don't know. Did you play? Like, did I play? I play. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was. I did a. I did just a few minutes. Uh, a couple of days ago, I did a Zoom for my son's um, one of his classmates, one of his teammates, and they wanted to know about the history of St. Louis football and all that great stuff. And and I said, well, when, when were you guys born? They're, they're like, oh yeah, like 2002, 2003. I'm like, oh, so you guys missed the whole greatest show on turf. You guys kind of missed that whole era. So. I had to enlighten them on, on what we were able to do here in St. Louis, so it was like a history lesson. But but it made me feel really old, by the way. Let me just say that much. Well, I think people love the fact that you stayed in St. Louis. Uh, Aeneas Williams still lives here. A handful of guys that played for the St. Louis Rams. But it's got to feel a little weird because that's your team, and I have no problem. Guy, you know, Tory and Isaac are like Martin. You got to root for the LA Rams. I said, no, I don't have to. But you can. <laughs> but you can. That's fine. I get it. Uh, but it's got to be weird. Even when you go out there, I used to feel bad. You guys would be playing at the Dome, and our buddy Rick Smith, the old PR guy, at, you know, at halftime, he'd come up into the press, hey, uh, anybody interested? I got Tom Mack over here. And, and we didn't know a lot of I knew the name, but we had no connection to him. You know, every right. once in a while, I'd be Jack Young, but like, oh, this would be kind of fun. But those poor guys from L.A. would come to the Dome, and, like, it wasn't there. You know, it, it's got to be weird. Even when you go to L.A., it's got to feel a little strange. It's, there's a, it's a little strange, um, but you'd be surprised how many how many Ram fans stayed with the Rams when they moved to St. Louis. Like there's, there, you see all kinds of Bruce jerseys, Falk jerseys. Uh, you see all of all types because there's some diehard people that follow the Rams even in St. Louis. Now, you know, obviously the younger version of people, you know, obviously the, the younger kids, the younger fan base. You know, they may look at you like, hey, who's that guy? You know, and then, you know, they have to explain. But, uh, you know, obviously when you win a Super Bowl with a ball club, and I think the Hall of Famers are fine, it's just some of the guys that could get lost in the shuffle that that uh, were great players for us, just didn't have that name recognition, um, could feel that way. But I do remember when Jackie Slater and those guys would come to St. Louis, and it's like, and they were looking around like, why are we here? You know what I mean? So. Um, but uh, I will say this, Mark, one thing about our era and what we were able to do with the greatest show on turf, they're still talking about it today. I was watching the Chiefs game last week, and somebody made reference to the greatest show on turf. So I, I feel like we've made our mark on, on, on league history, and, and people will always remember us, even, you know, you know, 20 years later. So, How about this summer during the NBA playoffs, LeBron, in one of his post games. <laughs> did a whole a whole spiel about having different weapons and how it reminds you of the Rams. I mean, he's naming Oz Akeem. Yeah, he might have mentioned poor Ricky Prohl. Yeah, that poor bastard gets left out every time. But I think he, he, got, he does absolutely. I got the Ricky on the show, man. But, <laughs> I mean, there's there's you know the biggest star in the world, and he's rattling off facts about the greatest show on turf, which is just is very cool. And I think what we'll do with the show. You know, we're talking current headlines, games of the weekend, but also grabbing some of your former teammates. And that can go, you know, beyond St. Louis, whether, uh, you know, I mentioned Eddie George earlier. There's a guy, he so he wins the Heisman. You're blocking for him. That was yep. your sophomore year, right? It was. It sure was, yeah. And then you're a Heisman candidate 
which is unheard of for an old lineman. That was your junior year. You finished fourth. Does that mean you didn't get to go to New York? No, I went, I went to New York. I was there, man. And uh, let me say, I should have won it. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it went, it went, I, I looked this up. I don't remember this stuff that well. But Danny Warfel, Florida, put up huge numbers. Yeah. He won the Heisman in 1996. Troy Davis, running back Iowa State, was yeah. there. And then Jake the Snake, Jake Plummer. Yeah. Uh, and you beat him that year, right, in the Rose Bowl, I think. In the Rose Bowl, absolutely, yeah. It was a great class. I thought Troy, to be honest, I thought Troy Davis had a phenomenal two seasons. I think he rushed for over 2,000 yards that year. And he, you know, I thought I thought he was going to, I thought he was really going to win it. I was just glad to have a, to be in the conversation. I didn't think I would actually win it. Um, you know, obviously, I take the number one pick in the draft over, yeah, over Heisman probably most times than that. But, uh, you know, all those guys are well-deserving. I was happy to be there for, to represent, really, offensive linemen, period, to say, hey, we are, we do show some skill, we can play the game, and, and uh, hopefully we get recognized for it. What did you get to do up there? I mean, they wine and dine you. I mean, if I know, oh, he's like, all right, do I get any money out of this? Do I, do I get Absolutely. Any money? Yeah, I, could, I couldn't get any money that time. I was still under NCAA rules, and that would be a violation. <laughs> but... It was, a, it was a lot of perks. I'll tell you that year, Martin, I was on I was on the banquet circuit like crazy. I probably put on 20 pounds because they kind of feed you like crazy. You go through all these ceremonies and uh, you meet a, you meet a lot of cool people. Uh, that was my first time meeting. I can remember Earl Campbell playing basketball with his son in the gym at the at the New York Athletic Club. So there were some great memories of, of guys that I met, and I was I'm so fortunate to be a part of that. That, uh, that that group at that time, uh, just to be there and have my name announced and, and, and being discussed in terms of winning the Heisman. You still have a text chain like on Saturdays, like does Carla come in, you're watching the Buckeyes, and you're like, hold on, hold on. Like, a, is there a Ohio State text chain on Saturday and is there a Rams text chain on Sundays watching games? We got a text chain. I only, so I only, so I'm a, I, my wife and my family leaves me alone in, in like my man cave in my house because they know I'm crazy and they'll just see me, hear me screaming at the television. And this is the unplugged Orlando where it's kind of like, you know, I only call a few people to complain about a few things with the Buckeyes. And I, because I do understand their kids. So they got to be a true blue Buckeye, true Buckeye fan to, uh, to, to, to get my text messages so I can either, either rejoice or, or talk about the kids bad or something. Who are your Rams guys that you still, that you're still tight with? Yeah, I think uh, Tory, Tory, Drake Blige, my, you know, forever, you know, we, we've been friends since college, uh, you know, Marshall, you know, Kurt, all those guys. And we're getting, I think we're getting tighter now because now we're all, all getting in that Hall of Fame. So we get at least to see, we will get a chance to see each other, uh, you know, at least once a year. Uh, Isaac Bruce, who's, a, you know, you know, you know, probably my, one of my all-time favorite teammates. I hate to say my all-time because there's so many of them. But uh, get a chance to celebrate with him. That was a cool moment when he got inducted, when he got announced that uh, he was going to be in the hall. Got a chance to spend some time at his house and it was after party, which was pretty cool. And you know, Isaac, he's a quiet guy, man. But I know he was uh, he was really excited and, and to, to to get that call to be in the hall. So, are you surprised how much Isaac is sort of the torchbearer for the St. Louis Rams? That he's you know when he got the call, he said, "Hey, this is a party for St. Louis." Yeah. You know, I don't think he's trying to pick sides. He loves the L.A. Rams, but he wanted to make it very clear that his legacy was here. I would have never guessed. I mean, first of all, just post-career, I would have guessed Isaac would just kind of blend into the – you'd never hear from him again because he, yeah. he was pretty damn quiet when he was a player. Yeah. 
And now he's like Mr. St. Louis, I and mean, he could run for freaking mayor if he wanted to. Is, are you surprised at all? I, you know what? I am. Uh, you know, sometimes I go to his events to hear him speak. Uh, and, you know, obviously he loves St. Louis and, and the St. Louis Rams and the things that we were, we were able to accomplish here. So he is Mr. Mr. St. Louis Ram, man. And uh, I think he, 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 to your point, he carries that torch and he's proud of it. And uh, he's still embedded here in the community. Uh, although he doesn't live here, you know, he does, he does a ton of functions for the youth uh, and the kids and community. And uh, he still has a lot of ties here in St. Louis and love, loves the people here. So uh, am I shocked? No, because that's just the type of guy he is. Um, you know, he's a quiet guy, but yet still he loves the community. He's loyal to, to the fan base and, and, and the people here in St. Louis. All right, how did the dad, Orlando, handle a son playing for a state title? Uh, <laughs> they lose the game, not to bring up a sore subject, but they lose the game. What are you like on game day? Are you again? You can't blend in. You're too big. You're too noticeable. I mean, yeah. are you a psychopath, Dad, on the sideline? Are you screaming at the refs? I mean, what? Yeah, I, I, I try. I, like so, obviously, in the, in the world of social distancing, you know, you know, our families sit sit pretty tight. You know, families are sitting in different sections, and I kind of yet my younger son, who's there, and my older son, who, who's there as well. We kind of critique my, you know, Jalen, who's on the field. We kind of critique him, and I'm, I'm calling out plays to them, and I'm saying what he should have did or what he did well, and those kind of things. Not really out front of, in front of everybody, and just you know, obviously cheering when the team does well. But uh, for me, it was, it was tough uh, because, you know, you want, you want your son to have success. Um, they worked extremely hard to get to the state championship. Obviously, they fell short, and for me, um, just understanding that feeling. Um, he was he was extremely disappointed leaving that game and, and to have to drive two hours with him back. I think the, the thing that that was important for me is is I understood that he needed his space, so I didn't talk at that time. I didn't talk about any plays that he could have did better. We just talked about you know moving forward, uh, what and really let him express what he thought that game was and what it meant to him. And uh, it was a tough it was a tough ride home uh, for both of us. I told my wife I felt like I lost the game or we lost, you know, we lost the game because it was, you know, we were so excited going into it. And then, you know, obviously his last game, and I know like three or four, three or four of those kids on the team that Jalen's been playing with since second grade. So um, to see those kids and those families and, and, and see those boys lose that game, it was, it was heartbreaking. Well, you mentioned all the Hall of Famers you played with, and I was thinking when you're talking about your son losing, there's, there's certain games like it's just hard to shake. For you guys, it was the Super Bowl with the Patriots. And I've always wondered if you can get over a loss like that. I, I brought that up. I think Marshall and Isaac, before I would finish the sentence, they're like, I'm not over it. I'm like, well, but I've always asked, is it, is it any easier? Because the Patriots, have turned, they weren't a fluke. Like, obviously, that was the beginning of Brady and Belichick. And instead of it just being like, oh, my God, what the hell happened? And maybe that's still the, the thought, but at least they were a dynasty about to emerge. Did that ever – has it ever eased the pain? No, not at all. Um, you oh, know, never mind, never mind. Yeah, no, I'm like, hey, hey me, Marshall, we, we share the same sentiments. I'm probably not as vocal as Marshall in terms of the cheating aspect, but, um, you know, you, you know. You see it on NFL Network from time to time, and I just turn immediately, like, dude, I can't, I can't do this. Um, so yeah, it's it's tough because we were creating our we we were creating our own dynasty. I mean, we had a good team, young ball players, uh, really really ready to, to to win two or three more Super Bowls here in St. Louis, and, and 
you know, uh, we didn't get it done. So, all right. If you had to pick upcoming shows, who would you target? Is there and is there a foot down the road, like even a football hero of yours that you dust off or track down or any couple like if if Big O were going to sit down and, and just chop it up with somebody, who would it be? Wow, you know what is you know it's the coolest thing for me just being in the Hall of Fame. I get a chance to talk to so many great people, great players of the game. Um, for me, um, I love Jim Brown. Um, just the aura that he brings, everything that he brings to the game. And, and, and Jim is one of those guys when he walks in the room, all the other Hall of Famers just like huh? like a light comes on. So to spend time with him and talk to him just about just normal things in life. It's always an interesting conversation. I had a chance to, to, to be around Joe Namath, who I thought was, uh, man, these old guys are something. Uh, just the stories they tell and the, and the way they kind of carry themselves is pretty cool for me, man. So I'm kind of just sitting back. Any of those guys in the hall are always special uh, to sit down and talk to and have a conversation with. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a Buckeye. You know, my, my, my guys, um, you know, Archie, Eddie, all those guys. We, you know, we, you know, we can get these guys in the show. It'll be pretty, pretty cool show. All right. Final thought then about your Buckeyes. Uh, what do you see happening? I think, I think, some way, somehow, they're they're going to end up in that that football playoff. I feel like the Big Ten wants that. Yeah, you still got to beat Northwestern ultimately. Okay. And I feel, and I'm not feeling sorry for Ohio State, but they have been kind of put into a bad spot here. They can't get games to play, and then they're being told you didn't play enough games. Right. Are they ultimately are they good enough? Do you think can they win it all? I do. I think that the talent wise, and I think I think the main thing and is just health. You know, obviously, you know these kids. And I was telling somebody this the other day. Um, people don't realize the sacrifice these kids are going through, where they haven't they haven't had a chance to see their family in months, and they're just playing football. So you know, obviously, that sacrifice, that dedication, determination, all those things, but. In terms of talent, um, you know, I think we, you know, we got probably one of the best, if not the best quarterback in, in the country. Um, you know, obviously defensively, we need to show up some things, but what, what Ryan Day has been able to do with this ball team, this ball club is, is phenomenal. His, his offensive mind, um, you know, obviously he coaches a little different than urban coaches, but uh, he's getting the results, the same results in terms of, uh, you know, success on the field. Well, that was a lot of fun catching up with Orlando Pace, and there's a lot there between the college career, pro career, and just now life after football, being a dad, he and Carla with all the kids running around. Looking forward to our weekly chats and running down some former teammates and maybe a few Buckeye stories each week. I'm sure a few Buckeye fans are going to check this out. He is a Rose Bowl Hall of Famer, College Football Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, What a career. And uh, I know he loves the basketball, too. We might get into a little hoops talk with Orlando. It's the Big O Show every Friday, released at scoopswithdannymac.com. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week.